Can people hear me with my mask on? Hanunhor, ye vort vo, ye folk vo, amen. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. Forty is the old age of youth. Fifty is the youth of old age. Though I'm very grateful for the dozens of 50th birthday wishes on Facebook this past week, most of you know that that is fake news. It was my brother who turned 50 last week, my older brother, which is why we exchanged priests and why you were blessed to meet Der Harutun last week, many of you. Yet 50 is not far off for me, which is why I'm searching for reassuring wisdom, like the words of Victor Hugo, which I started with. 40 is the old age of youth, 50 is the youth of old age. I think what Hugo is saying is, is that as we live our life, we gain perspective. What appears old when we are younger appears young as we get older. I experienced this change of perspective in a bigger way between old and young when I went to Armenia for the first time many years ago. As you know, I am from Boston, where people love their tradition and they're proud of having the oldest towns and schools and churches in America. When I got to Armenia, however, I remember my host father's smile when I said Boston was an old 17th century city. Old, he said, America is a baby compared to Armenia. As I saw more of Armenia, 9th century monasteries and 8th century hotchkars, cross stones, and 7th century Bibles, my definition of old changed dramatically. In a word, Armenia gave me perspective. What looked old to young American eyes looked pretty young through ancient Armenian eyes. The world didn't start in 1974 when I was born, or in 1776 when America was born, or even in the Middle Ages when much of Europe was born. It's much older than that. And this historical perspective should be humbling. World powers, they come and they go. Some things I thought were new are actually pretty old. Some old ways of doing things are arguably better than the new ways. Now I encourage all of you to travel to Armenia to gain this life-altering perspective. But if you want to save on a plane ticket, here's a little secret. Just get in your car and come to St. Hagop Armenian Church. This Sunday, you will hear and see some ancient songs and dances by our special guests of the Nairi folk group. And I will introduce them later in the hall. But every Sunday, every Sunday here in Badarak, we have a dialogue with our ancient spiritual tradition, which is meant to bring perspective and humility to our modern way of life. Each week in church, we recite a creed, a belief system that was put to ink in 325 AD and was much older than that. We sing songs, as you know, from the fourth and fifth centuries. 
We remember saints, holy men and women, who lived in each century after Christ, tying us back to God and his word, which is older than time and older than creation itself. Now, many people criticize our church for being stuck in the Dark Ages and lacking reform. Actually, the Dark Ages is new for our church, by the way, but that's another subject. I'm one of those people, by the way, who criticizes our church for lacking reform when it comes to the practical aspects of our faith. Things like allowing cremation, or encouraging lay and particularly female leadership in the sacramental life of the church. However, in the essential tenets of our faith, I am, of course, a traditionalist. Christ's teachings through our Bible and worship should humble us. To change our perspective, we can't change it to suit us. After all, we're very young indeed when it comes to our faith. Our one life of 30 to 80 years is little compared to the millions of lives and years which came before us. No one framed this idea better, I don't think, and you may have heard it from me, than English Catholic theologian G.K. Chesterton, who called holy tradition the democracy of the dead. The democracy of the dead. What Chesterton is saying there is that tradition refuses to submit to the small and arrogant oligarchy of those of us who happen to be alive on the earth right now. Tradition is actually a true democracy because it includes all, including those who are dead. There are so many who have come before us whose wisdom and insight dwarfs ours. Why does it matter that they are dead, especially since we know that all are alive in Christ? In our few decades of life, we get only a tiny slice of what people have thought and believed and held, often on pain of death for one thousands of years. Beliefs that are fashionable now must be measured against beliefs that have abided for two thousand and more years. And today's Bible passage is a beautiful reassurance from our Lord that he is taking care of the democracy of the dead, the holy ones, the saints, our ancestors and loved ones who are no longer with us, but are with Christ, if we only have the eyes to see. This is the will of him who sent me, says Jesus in today's reading, that I should lose nothing of all the Father has given me, but raise it up, on the last day. Our church humbles us weekly with this eternal perspective. We are young indeed, with limited perspective to judge the relevant from the obsolete, the good life from the bad, the living even from the dead. Only Christ has that perspective, which is why we must constantly work to see things through his eyes with his help. When we do, our lack of perspective is recast by the all-encompassing vision of God, for whom years and centuries are but a second. We think we are old and wise, but truly we are fickle and young. Only when humbled by Scripture, our church and the democracy of the dead 
Might we have eyes to see that the lost have been found, the fallen have risen up, and the old has been made new, now and always, and unto the ages of ages. Amen.